today's episode is about the fear versus faith quandary. I call it a quandary because uh, we often choose fear over faith. Uh, we debate on it. Uh, it's 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 a perplexing thing. We have a decision to make. And so many of us make the decision based on fear instead of on faith. And I'm very passionate about this topic because I think I, and it has only been in the past handful of years, as I've realized that how important faith is as you're communicating to the universe. You have to have faith. And if you don't have faith, then you're going to play small and you're going to have a less than life. But our brain and the way it works just goes to fear. It's a, it's a kind of a normal thing with the human brain. So understanding that's what the brain does and you have to conquer that and you have to overcome that, that is key. And this story that I'm about to share with you that happened in Scotland is such a great example of the faith over fear quandary. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope it helps you choose faith over fear the next time you have a decision that's a little scary. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. So I recently got back from an amazing trip to Ireland and Scotland. If you've been listening to my previous episodes, you know that already. But for those of you who haven't, yes, we went on this amazing trip. And the latter part of the trip, we stayed in a castle. We have good friends who happen to own a castle. And they invited 25-ish of their friends to come stay in the castle for a week. And they were trying to plan uh, some excursions. And if you've ever been on a trip, that's kind of a common thing uh, where, you know, the events you, are optional. Uh, cruises do this. You can go on a little excursion into a town off the boat. Uh, so we, one of the excursions that they set up for us, and again, it was optional, was a mountain biking trip. A day, it was kind of like, well, I, I honestly didn't know it was going to be a whole day, uh, but half day, I thought. And and I was game. My husband and I was going to cost extra, which was fine. Uh, but I was glad my husband was wanting to go too. I actually went on a mountain biking trip with my ex-husband many years ago. I think I was in my mid to late 30s. And we went on a mountain biking trip over to West Virginia 
and it was a great trip. It was, first of all, mostly flat um, on this old railroad uh, bed. And it was a bed, we, it was a bed and breakfast trip. So it was like three nights, four days where you just bike to the next bed and breakfast. Uh, but e-bikes were not a thing then. I wished I'd had an e-bike on that because there was one day where it was a little hilly. This was an e-bike mountain bike trip. And so I was game. I will say I have not been on a bike for, I can't even tell you the last time I was on a bike. Uh, many years. I don't think I've been on a bike since I've been married to my husband, which has been 14 years. And since I've been with him, which has been like 16 and a half years. So I would say probably at least 20 years since I've been on a bike. And I didn't bike a lot before. So when we went on the mountain bike adventure, when I went, when I was in my thirties, I wasn't a biker. (laughs) So uh, I bought the bike pants with the cushions in them for the trip, but I didn't own any until that trip was planned. So this was, you know, I wasn't scared. It was just like, it was a trip, right? I wasn't scared. I'd You get back on the bike, right? You, you just, you don't lose the ability to ride a bike. And I knew going on a mountain bike adventure would, and an e-bike, so you, any hills, right? I knew that it would be beautiful. I knew that we'd see beautiful scenery. I knew that it would be fun to go with other people. And so I was like, game, sure, sign me up. So going into the trip, the people who owned the castle, they have e-bikes on the property that you can use. They have like a hundred acres. So there's lots of mountain bike trails on their property. So they said, practice before you go, like get on a bike, see if you're comfortable on the bike, because we don't want you going and then being where you, you want to quit. Although I will say the adventure we went on, they, they they know what they're doing. And they did have a van ready to pick you up at the one of the points where you, if you didn't want to continue, you could bail, tap out, as they say. None of us did. I'm happy to report. So anyways, that getting on the bike just to make sure that you're comfortable, that you are going into the adventure with a level of confidence. Uh, and so... I got on a regular bike. I didn't even try the e-bike. So call it like stupid or optimistic, or I don't know what word you're going to use, but I I didn't think that the e-bike was going to be that complicated. Oh, you know, I was just going to get just another bike. Right. And so, and I'll I'll figure it out when I get there, I'm not going to not go. So it was just like, get on a bike, feel good. Yeah. Check. I'm fine. Rode around the little area in by the castle. Fine. I'm good. Now, I have to tell you that we are traveling with a couple, and I'm going to tell you, first of all, that I love this couple. They are amazing. We've traveled with them to my husband and him, the the guy of the couple, our best friends. Uh, They've traveled over. He's from Wales, so they've traveled overseas tons of times together because they're rugby fanatics, and so they go to rugby games over there in Europe because rugby is a big thing over there. So just that's a little backstory on their relationship. So I met, of course, this couple through when we got married and we've done another overseas trip with them to France and Spain. And so they're they're great people to travel with. The woman of the two worries a lot. So she gets very anxious with unknown situations, situations like this bike adventure, which 
have potential for getting injured. And I also give her credit because she is a nurse and she has seen some really horrible results of bike accidents. So if you can imagine your brain is geared to all of the bad things that could happen versus all the good things, people who have amazing, which is the majority, results from bike trips don't come into the hospital. Only the people that have bad injuries, the worst kind of injuries come into the hospital. So they had signed up for the bike trip, which I was surprised about to begin with. But usually when you say mountain bike, it's more than just like a leisurely ride flat along some road. You know, there's going to be some terrain that you have to deal with. Um, It's going to be a little riskier than a normal bike ride. So when they got on bikes to test them out, her husband had a little spill. And I will say it was not a big spill. And one of the things with e-bikes is e-bikes are a little heavier than a regular bike. So what happened with him is he was coming to a stop and he was putting his foot down. So his bike wasn't even, there was no speed involved. It was stopped. And I didn't see it happen. This was just relayed to me, but he, and I know exactly what happened to him because it happened to me the next day. And I'll explain to you what happened, but he put his foot down one foot And sometimes your one foot can't support the weight of something like a bike. I remember this happened to me on a motorcycle once I stopped and it was heavier and it just fell on the ground because, you know, you need both legs really. And so he stopped and because he wasn't used to the weight of the e-bike, his leg couldn't support it. And so he kind of fell over. So he didn't get hurt, but she saw it and she was like, you are not going on the mountain biking trip. We are not doing it. That is no more conversation about it. And, you know, he was fine with it because I think he thought, well, first of all, she don't want to go. And if he goes, she's going to worry all day. So uh, he was just like, "Ah, fine, it's better not to risk it, which I totally get. There is a risk involved. So this is me. I'm like oblivious. (laughs) Like I said, I am so focused on the adventure on the and and I know now that the unknown, if you're fearing the unknown and you don't choose it, you're staying in your comfort zone. You're gonna end up playing small. You're gonna have less experiences, you're gonna have less magic. I like to call it magic because the magic is outside the comfort zone, right? To be a little uncomfortable. Uh, and so, and, and, and uncomfortable as I mean, a mental uncomfortable, uh, a, like a, you know, you just have to push yourself into that discomfort because ultimately it creates a pleasant experience majority of the time, the majority of the time, but we fear, and we put these worst case scenarios in our head because it's like, oh, MG. I am going to fall. Well, if you're like, I am going to fall, I am going to fall. Could it be possible that her fear of him falling created that reality that he did fall, even though it was not a bad fall? Who knows? Who knows? But what I know about the brain, I know that what you tell yourself creates your reality. And so I didn't want to create that reality. I was going to be optimistic. I was going to be hopeful. I was going to be excited. I was going to push myself into that, even if it was a little uncomfortable and I didn't know what was happening. I did not choose fear. I was not going to be fearful. Fearful also breeds lack of confidence. And when you choose faith, you come at it with this more empowered feeling, this confidence, even though I hadn't been on a bike for more than 20 years. 
So off we go on the adventure. It was an hour from the castle. We get there. And of course, they make you sign waivers. Waivers can be scary, right? Uh, and then they wanted us to practice on the e-bikes. And they, it's a grassy area outside of the complex. So we're riding around. I'm on the e-bike. Yeah, oh, okay, it's three speeds, blah, 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 all this stuff. You don't even need to use the, the motor part. And, and if you don't know anything about e-bikes, e-bikes require pedaling. It's not like a moped where you can stop pedaling and just go, 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 go. You've got to pedal but it's an assisted pedal where you're pedaling, but the bike is really helping you a lot. Great for hills. So we're on the e-bikes and practicing and I, I'm by myself, right? Nobody's, some people are with the guides. There's two guides and they're instructing them and stuff on the, the gears. So I'm riding around this grassy area and I go to stop and I did exactly what my friend did the day before. I put my foot down one foot, and guess what? I fell. It was kind of like that. It's almost a slow motion roll to the side. Uh, and uh, the other thing too, is I had knee surgery when I was a teenager. And so I have one knee that is a little weaker than the other. And guess what? I chose that knee to stop and put my foot down on. <laughs> so my knee kind of buckled, I guess. I don't know. Didn't hurt myself. It was grass. So I fell and I kind of like, Whoa! You know, and, and the only thing I hurt was my pride because I was like, oh, my God, now they're thinking this grandma, this 60 some year old woman, she's going to be a disaster. That's what I'm thinking. They're thinking, but I didn't care. I just knew I was going to prove them. I'm going to go on this bike trip and I'm going to be fine. I'll be fine. It's going to be so much fun. And I was excited. I was excited. And so off we go. Off we go. The nine of us. There was nine of us on the mountain bike adventure. And our first little part of the adventure was like a in the woods trail. So you're going in the woods. You got to look out for little stumps, rocks. You know, you can hit a rock wrong and bloop. And so you have to understand how a bike works. And, and in fact, the bike brakes work different and opposite than they do in the U.S. I think the left one in the U.S. is the front brake and the right one is the back brake. And in there, it's the opposite. So since I hadn't been on a bike for 20 years, that wasn't a problem for me. And it makes more sense to do it the way they do it over there than it, they do it in the U.S. So you want to know that because you, if you hit the front brake and not the back brake, you're going to have a forward motion of like over the handlebars. So um, I just stay away from the front brake. I don't use a front brake. I just use a back brake. But just kind of like navigating and getting used to the bike and the e-bike and everything. It didn't, it didn't take much. It was fine. And I was confident. I was getting excited. And I was like, I should video this. I need to video. I need to take pictures. And you don't want to stop because you're nine people and you're in a, a line, right? You're And you're not too close to each other. But, you know, if I stop to take a picture, then I'm going to hold somebody else up. So I was like, Biden my time, Biden my time. There'll be opportunities. There'll be opportunities. At some point in the trip, I got bold enough where I was going flat. I wasn't like going on any like hill or any like dangerous areas. So I took my phone out and did a quick little video and then put it away. So that shows, right? I'm confident. I'm like, I've got this. I'm fine. This is great. So we move on. We're going on later in the day. You're getting more tired, right? You have to realize, oh, you know, you haven't been on a bike forever. And I haven't been exercising much lately. So, you know, I'm getting tired. And plus my crotch is hurting because these bikes, I didn't have any pad in my pants. 
you can imagine a day of sitting on a bike. I'm getting sore. <laughs> so this is like starting to like, are, is it over yet? Is it over yet? So anyways, we get to this part where you had a little bit of a slopey on the outside of the trail, but soft. It was soft. It was fairly flat. It was mountain terrain, but it wasn't rocky. So we had the main trail, which more or less dirt. And then the dirt was surrounded by like moss. So like you can imagine, I felt like I was in Lord of the Rings. And so I don't know if I was real focused on the scenery or what I was focused on, but I clearly wasn't focused as much on the trail because I did not have my phone out. I will tell you that was, that was in my pocket. So I veered off to the right and I got stuck in the moss. It was kind of like, almost like quicksand, right? It's like, ugh. And so I was actually similar to my friend who was the day before, he was stopped. And so I was essentially stopped. There was no speed at this point. So I went to put my foot down and of course the side sloped. So when I went to put my foot down, and I was using my right foot or even both feet, but it was cattywampus, if you can imagine. So I put my feet down. So the bike leaned to the right and further right, further right. Blah. And so I fell off the bike. Of course, the people behind me, they saw me falling. They didn't realize that I was stopped when I, when I fell. And I fell into a ginormous fern bush. So if you can imagine like falling into a foam pit is essentially what happened to me a, a, with a moss base. So you had the most ideal fall that you could possibly imagine. If I had thought I was going to fall on that trip in advance, I probably would have had more fear. I probably would have been, eh, I don't think so. Because we imagine, we can imagine a, a fall where you don't hurt yourself at all. I did not, I not one scratch, not one ache, nothing. And the only thing I noticed a day or two later was I had a bruise on my thigh, which I must have knocked into the handlebars when I fell, but it, it, I never knew it, it happened. I never felt it. It didn't hurt. And so I was in this position where my back was on these ferns and I, my bike was laid on its side and I couldn't get up. It was like, if you've ever been in one of those foam pits at the trampoline place, it's like that. You you just like can't get out of the foam pit. You don't realize how hard it is. The jumping isn't the hard part. The, the getting out of the foam pit is the hard part. And so I couldn't get out of the the position I was in. So I had to have two people, one on each hand, pull me out of this fern uh, bed, fern bed, I'll call it. So I call that my fern fall. And it, it ended up being hilarious because everybody had their phones. So they took pictures of me hamming it up with my legs spread out. Like it was like this big fall. So get back on my bike. I was like, oh my gosh, that was fine. That was great. So proceeded on, no, no, no fear, no feeling like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen again. I was like, okay. And then I think you're do ride with a little bit more caution. I think maybe I was paying less attention to the trail. So I'm more focused on the trail. 
I'm like, oh, I'm not going to let that happen again. And then we proceeded to do the rest of the mountain biking adventure and get home all in one piece. So this story is being told as an example of how we predict the worst and we never predict something that could be as pleasant as a fern fall. I would have never predicted. That is why the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. You push through that fear, you choose faith, and when you choose faith, it will always work out in your benefit. And I would say also go with your gut. Know that if you if it's something you really want to do, if it's something that excites you deep inside and you have faith, it will work out. You have to be able to recognize the fear that is fear from the head versus fear from the heart. And usually fear from the heart comes with this turmoil that's like a lack of excitement. No, I don't really want to do that. But it's like, do I not want to do it because it's just, I'm just scared of what might happen or I'm scared of it because I just have this gut. And so you have to start to recognize the difference between those two. And, and I look back on that trip and I think I chose faith. I chose faith to go on that adventure. And it ended up being one of the top 10 adventures of my lifetime. And if I had chosen fear, that experience would have never been lived. It would have never, it would have been a lost experience. I will never have an opportunity at my age to ride through the mountains of Scotland and see the locks and hear the history from those guides. That moment in time will never come again. But it is now a lived experience. It's a memory. And I came back unscathed and with a funny picture or two of my fall and new knowledge, new knowledge of how an e-bike works and some of the history of Scotland that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't gone on that trip. So I implore you to start to recognize when you're making a decision based on fear versus faith. Lean into the faith. I encourage you to lean into the faith. So I, I, I captured a few little things, um, call them quotes that came up as I was re reflecting on this. My first one is focus on the wonder, not the worry. Dread will do you in. That's what, when you're dreading an experience, you're going to live it. You're going to, it's going to come into your reality more than likely. So focus on the wonder, not the worry. And the wonder is what will become your reality. The number two, so I have like four of them, I think. I'm looking at my notes. The more you believe you can, the more you actually can. I believed I could. And I did. The believing built confidence in me. And the confidence gave me the assurance that everything would be fine. If you allow fear and disbelief to invade your psyche, you're not going to have confidence in the things you're doing. So that was another reflection. Number three, a fall can be fun. With faith, it all works out. 
fun fall, fern fall, whatever you want to call it. The fall was fun, was fantastic, was friggin' fantastic. And looking back in advance, if you had said, you want to fall or do you not want to fall? I would have said, no, thank you. I do not want to fall. But yet I would have not had this experience that a fall doesn't have to be horrible. It doesn't have to be a fall where you end up in the ER. And number four, if you allow it, fear will limit your life experiences. So just understand that when you choose fear, you're choosing a less than, a playing small life, and you deserve more. You deserve a richer life filled with adventures and experiences and magic. So move forward with faith. I highly encourage it. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark Second Half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.